0: This is Rob Russell with Black Laces, and today we're taking a look at the National Football League and the Super Bowl, and taking a look at the top three things that I want people, fans, to look outside the box and ask why. I have spoken about systematic racism in the National Football League regarding coaches, regarding hiring of general managers, offensive coordinators in the National Football League and have argued successfully that black coaches do not get a fair shake in terms of when they win, do they get rehired as quickly, but we all know that they get fired a little bit quicker and it takes a lot longer to get or ascend to the head coaching job. I spoke about in 2022 and leading into the Super Bowl, the New York Giants, one of the marquee franchises in the National Football League, were 0 for 5 in the last 10 years hiring black coaches. They uh, went with uh, Spagnoli, Ben McAdoo, are you ready for this Joe Judge? Yep, Joe Judge. And Shermer, and now they've landed with Brian Dable. And they were 33 and 64. The blueprint for the New York Giants forever is going to be Tom Coughlin. He was a second time around coach, a taskmaster master, and uh, they hired him And the Giants totally did never, and he won two Super Bowls, as you know, great coach. And they never went back to that when they had a chance to hire James Caldwell. And they went with McAdoo or Spagnoli. Are you kidding me? Uh, James Caldwell went to the Super Bowl. That's right, winning. It does matter with the Colts. And then he was uh, 38 and 26 or something with the Detroit Lions. Definitely a pro coach. Definitely a very good, accomplished coach. Sports Illustrated, after two and a half years of Matt Patricia said, we owe James Caldwell an apology. He won in Detroit. He won in Detroit. No one else has. And uh, the Giants didn't want to hire him. And then with the Brian Dable thing, it's a complete disgrace. It does not matter that Brian Dable is going to be coach of the year this year, and he did a tremendous job. The fact of the matter is, Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator, Brian Lefkowitz, offensive coordinator, played in the NFL, and they won Super Bowls. They won Super Bowls as OCs, so they didn't go with them. And the fact that Brian Flores, that whole situation with Belichick, uh, telling him congratulations, so you know that the white man, Belichick, gave the Giants... Joe Judge special teams coordinator with the Patriots a complete and utter disaster he could never handle the media listen to him he couldn't handle the media with the Patriots he couldn't handle with the Giants he lost the locker room and and then he comes back the Giants the Myra family comes back and asks Bill Belichick who would you rather have Brian Flores the black guy or proven Brian Flores three years in Miami beat Bill Belichick Miami Dolphins beat Bill Belichick three times. That would, on its own, get you the job. You can go head-to-head with Bill Belichick. He did it. The only one in that division ever to do it. And uh, he can't even get a real interview with the Giants. And again, they went back to Bill Belichick and said, who would you have? I'm sure they did. And they went with Brian Dable over Brian Flores. So the Giants are sitting there with me, this marquee franchise and saying they're not going to hire a black person. You had, again, you had in the last 10 years five chances, and you came up with, I repeat, Shermer, Spagnoli, Ben McAdoo, and Joe Judge, complete and utter disasters. There's nothing on their resumes. That would suggest they would be a successful NFL head coach. James Caldwell, successful, winning. Brian Flores, winning, didn't matter. Didn't matter. And then you look at the how they could pull Joe Judge over Eric Bieniemy. He was a substantial NFL player working now for Andy Reid, Super Bowl winner. It does not matter. So now we're looking at the National Football League and the Super Bowl coming up. And I got to say that there's problems. And we're looking at that the National Football League in this hiring cycle has not hired a black Head coach, and you look at the, you have to look at the Jeff Saturday with the Colts, interim coach, and Steve Wilkes, interim with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Steve Wilkes won six games, took them to a win all win it all cost or what do you what do you want to call it a uh console, not consolation elimination game against in essence against the Buccaneers and lost but he won six games and David Tepper the billionaire went with Frank Wright who left the Colts uh, in a complete dumpster heap so winning doesn't matter uh there's been 97 interim head coaches in the National Football League and very few you cannot name many, that won six games. Steve Wilkes did a tremendous job. Now you look at Saturday. He was not in coaching. He was a famous, uh, pretty damn good player with the Colts, smart player, as you know. And they went with him over, what, a Marvin Harrison? Yep. Dwight Freeney. They didn't hire. If, if you're looking at the candidate pool, was we want a Colt, former Colt player, knows the locker room. Did they bring in Marvin Harrison? I doubt it. But the Ursa family hired Jeff Saturday. He won one game. And three weeks after the season, the Colts still, they've brought in 14, 15 people. They still haven't decided. And it looks like they're leaning. They're giving Jeff Saturday every single chance to become a permanent head coach with the Colts. Now, we all know that if he were Dwight Freeney and he won one game, he wouldn't have even gotten an interview and the NFL I have said this before I'll say it again it needs a coaches combine proof is in the results and that starts at the entry level so when Antoine Bolden or Megatron uh, go in for an entry-level coaching position and they go up against Andy Reid's fat son or Steve Belichick Mr. Rugby those interviews should be on the uh, football network so we can all see it and judge it. And just like in the players' combine, the draft, the fans get to see everything. They get the, to see all the, the measurables, the highlights, the coaches' interviews on these players, the videotape, and then they go to the draft, and they will boo. They, the fans will boo if they take a player that runs a 4'9 wide receiver over someone that ran a four five or four six, They will boo. It's the same thing. How is Andy Reid's fat son better than Antoine Bolden or Emmett Smith? They're not. And the nitwit, Albert Breer from the uh, Sports Illustrated, was on a Boston talk radio show, and they asked him about diversity in coaching, and he had the, I would say, audacity ignorance to suggest that it's economics that the and he was implying that the former black player uh, wouldn't want to work for free because some of those low-level starting jobs they might be internships and he said they'd rather maybe sell insurance they're going to make money well we all know that that's a bunch of rubbish does he have any proof on that does Albert Breer have any proof because sports, when you listen to Albert Breer, he always has statistics and analytics. Uh, There are 50 uh, black players that were interviewed over the years that he could say that turned down jobs for entry level. Uh, Probably not because we know the black athlete and we know the white athlete or any athlete who wants to play in the National Football League they start working, quote unquote, as an intern from seventh or eighth grade on. They don't take any money to play in the National Football League is a dream. They don't get any money in high school. They don't get any money in college. So the black former player certainly is aware that you pay your dues and then you can make 500000 like Steve Belichick does or Andy Reid's son. You can hit it big. You can become a, you know, Rex Ryan followed in his footsteps, got his $2 million a year. So they know that it's not economics. It's completely a, the color of their skin and the National Football League, whether it's Sherma, Nathaniel Hackett, Belichick, Kyle Shanahan, Gruden, to name a few, Wade Phillips. It, it's a family business. The Patriots went out this year and got a player personnel director, Growy, while his father coached the Jets and is a friend of Bills. So we all know it's not based on merit. And if it's based on merit, we would see it in the interviews. You'd come in and you'd be in shape because I'm going to tell you right now, being in shape at 27 or 34, coming in for an interview, to be a first-year coach, yeah, it matters. You're committed. So a former player, yep. They have already looked at tape. They've already worked out. You know they love the game. Does Steve? Did uh, Steve Belichick really love the game when his father brought him in? He was a rugby player, so he liked rugby. And Andy Reid's son never played. So the list is it, it's on and on. It's nauseating when a person like a Breer an Albert Breer goes on a Boston radio station and says it's economics why there isn't black. It isn't economics. It's called uh, systematic racism because meritocracy. We'll put a Jalen Hurst and a Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl because it's based on merit and it's based on performance. And when it's a family business, you can go through the teams. It's a family, family, family ties league. And so these former players, their, their creativity. We saw it. We saw that Anthony Carter can tiptoe on the sidelines or do a or or the great uh, Tim Brown can do a double post. They'd be tremendous coaches tremendous coaches and and you look at a Nathaniel Hackett his father he was an offensive coordinator he had no time management absolutely he was brain dead in time management now Tim Brown nah, I bet you he isn't brain dead he would naturally because he played the game he knows the instincts of the clock Nathaniel Hackett had no clue absolutely no clue on game management time, and he can be, you know, the savant on calling plays, but there's more to it. So we look at that, and now we're going to take a look at the National Football League. They want to make the halftime show. It's all black. The NFL halftime show is black. But what about the instant replay? You know, that smart guy that comes out. It's Gene Sarator. It's uh, Mike Pereira. Well, what about Mike Carey? Why couldn't he do the job? Or or Johnny Greer? See, when it's anointed and there's no tryout, so to speak, there's no combine, you're always going to get a Gene Sarator. You're always going to get a Mike Pereira. Are they the best that could go over the the rules out of all the referees? There's high school referees, Pop Warner that are black, college. They could get anybody, but no, it's the old uh, boys' network. But the NFL there there has not been one hire of black uh someone with black skin to be with all these job openings in the National Football League in 2023 and so they're going to flood us with on the screen with uh during the halftime show but and and, and the pregame shows but the announcers are white the the coaches are white. The general managers are white. The owners are white. But yet, the quarterbacks, where well, you have to earn it, they're, they're black. And we're going to hear a lot about how athletic they are. And yes, they are. How many times are you going to hear that they make great decisions? Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurst are, have 63 touchdown passes this year and just, and I repeat, just 18, and both of them slipped in the draft, and if you look at their stats, and I'll uh, really hone in on Patrick Mahomes, he uh, played at Texas Tech, he threw 93 touchdown passes, I repeat, 93 for the Red Raiders, and he had 27 interceptions, that is absolutely phenomenal. But coming into the draft, it was his decision-making was of question. He he And so he went 10th in the draft. Are you kidding me? He was 93 touchdown passes and 27. Yes, if you look at his Red Raider performances and his National Football League, uh, he takes a few chances. And uh, he's a savant out there, as you know. He takes a couple that you might not. But if you look at a Larry Bird, he took a few chances too. When you Or a Pistol Pete in basketball, great, great players. They take a few chances because they've gotten away with it and sometimes it can backfire. But it's their decision-making they're going to question when he was coming out of the draft. 93 uh, touchdown passes, 27 interceptions. There's no debate. There is no decision-making question. It speaks for itself because sports is supposed to be on metrics and analytics, and it's not on metrics and analytics when it comes to black coaches and even black quarterbacks. We've fi- Finally, we've got two black quarterbacks in the National Football League on Super Bowl Sunday, and it doesn't matter how brilliant they are. We will hear that they are athletic. This is Rob Russell, from black laces, and we're looking at today. We looked at take a look at the Super Bowl, take a look at the family ties coaching business, and take a look at the halftime show. and And I want you to look at that Gene Saritour and. And Mike Pereira, oh, they're the smart guys. You got to go for them. It's the instant replay. Who do you go to? Oh, that smart guy, that Mike Pereira. There isn't one, Jerry Rice could do it. Jerry Rice could sit in there and, and help you out in the booth. Any former player probably could. But there's Mike Carey. Johnny Greer just passed away. They didn't call on them to come into the booth, did they? And again, it's that white boy network. The National Football League is not the most competitive league until it has a coaches combine, until a Steve Wilkes, a Brian Flores, who have done extremely well, get treated like a Sean Payton. If you look at Sean Payton's career, one Super Bowl victory and all that, uh, he's always going to get talked about. Mike Tomlin, pretty damn good coach, never had a losing season. He does not get that rarefied air. And only his record is rarefied. Never had a losing season. And uh, George Allen, the great, great coach of the Redskins, and the great, great John Madden are the only two I can think of that have gone non-losing seasons that coached, you know, 10, 14, 15 years. You need to eat your chips, drink your beer, and put on a different eyeglasses the way you see the National Football League. It's pretty damn tough to become a player. But if you're a coach, you want to get into coaching, go to rugby, call up your father, you'll get in, and that's what the problem is. This is Rob Russell. Have a great day, and we'll see you around.